<laughs> you want to join us in a prayer? Uh, my name's David, and this is my last night here. And I've grown close to everybody here, and really gonna miss y'all and appreciate everything y'all have done. And uh, let us pray. God, thank you for getting us all here safely tonight. Uh, thank you for the fellowship we have in this church. Thank you for the growing. Uh, I know I've grown so much in, in this place, Lord. Father, let us receive your message tonight. Let Brother Mike be your mouthpiece and that we get something good out of this. And Father, let us all love one another. Your grace and mercy and your love is, is awesome. And let us let us receive that tonight, Lord. Let us let us all love one another and love ourselves as you love us. You are an awesome God. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Lift that up. That a kid. All right, uh, man alive, what we're going to do is we're going to jump right back in to the conversation that we've been carrying on for several weeks. You know, we just really overall, we've just been talking about doing life. And, and what we've done is we've, we've labeled doing life discipling, you know, that we, we saw at the very first and back in January where Jesus is saying, look, he said, he said, I want you to go out and I want you to make disciples, baptizing people. In the name of the Father and the Son. And, and, and what we started to do is dissect that. And so what Jesus is saying, He's saying, look, I want you to do life with folks and I want you to teach them how to live a life that I am filling you up for. Okay? And then we got really courageous in it and said, well, what does that look like for us individually and as families when we're living life with one another? How do we disciple our kids? How do we teach them? How do we encourage them? When we're at work, are there people that are around us that are willing to have this ebb and flow of how we live life with one another, where we can encourage one another, where we can motivate each other, where we're not ripping each other down? Because see, in this day when Jesus is sending them out, gang, they could not have spent the energy to rip each other up. There wasn't time for division. There was enough of the world coming at them that they had to center themselves with each other and going, man alive, we can't fake it with each other in this. And so we're going to teach each other how to live life through the crazy. And man, they did it beautifully, right? And so over the course of the weeks, we've just been kind of weaving families in that have been sharing how they do life. How they disciple in their homes or at work or in the community and I loved last week. I, last week, the Falks were up here, and, and, and I was able to go downstairs with the kids. And thank God for Presley. <laughs> <laughs> she did some heavy lifting down there for Obivo. I've got Zeke, you know, I'm just trying. And at, I mean, 10 minutes in the game, I've lost him. <laughs> you know, Melanie comes up, she goes, Hey, I think you got one at the stairs. I'm going, Flip, that's Zeke. The family that was here from Portugal, I'm going, Zeke, come here, man. So she was discipling me on how to keep order in a room. And I said, man, let's just have as many at the end that we had when we started. <laughs> they don't even have to be the same ones. I just need the same count. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
And it did bring back a memory that years ago, man, years and years and years ago, boy, it'll hit me, that me and this one walked into a room, and that one was that age. And uh, to see her now, that's cool stuff. And uh, it's just really neat to watch each other grow up, isn't it? They're just catching up with us. I'm still 30, uh, not really. <laughs> I've got a bunch of years of experience being that. But what I loved about the Fox, I went back and listened to them. And we get a chance to live life with them. But what I loved what Joey kept saying was that we're just keeping it simple. And one of the stories that he didn't share that, that we had privilege of hearing is that at one point he, he and his bride were opening their home, and they still do, but they were wanting to have like a home church. And he said, Bill, I made it too for me. He said, I tried to over-spiritualize everything. He said, I wouldn't give anybody a chance just to hang out. And so he's learned that, right? And then I love what he said, I'm just going to keep this simple. It's just loving folks, loving each other as God loves us and we love ourselves. It's that, it, it really is that simple, yet so hard and messy. And then when Sarah said, hey, I'm just going to look around to see who's already here. I love that. That I don't have to go manufacture anyone in our discipleship with one another. Think about your normal day and who's with you in the ebb and flow of the day and look around and start seeing, are there others that are like-hearted? Are there others that, are, that your spirits jump in the name of Jesus when you all are together and you just can't help but be about Him wherever you are? And in your workplace, it becomes this place of worship. Especially in our homes. Toughest place ever is in our schools. Can our students start gathering around one another in the schools and just start living Him out? I don't know what that looks like, but God in you does. And that's what we keep encouraging is going, it's your ingredients, it's your DNA on what that looks like when we're coaching each other up, when we're discipling, when we're mentoring, and when we're living life. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to bridge the gap for a couple of weeks ago. You remember we were talking about Jesus and uh, it was the third time that He had shown Himself to the disciples after His resurrection. He sees them and they're, they're out in the water, they're fishing, they're in their boats, and they're, they're not having much luck. Zippo luck, as a matter of fact. <laughs> they haven't caught a thing. And he's hollering out to them, caught anything? No. And they didn't know who it was at first. And so if you remember that scene, as soon as Peter realized who it was that was on the shore, he can't get to him fast enough. He's just splashing like a kid in the water to get to him. And Jesus is doing what Jesus does, and He's serving, and He's teaching. And so He fills the boys' bellies up with fish, and they're kicked back. And if you'll remember, He asked Peter the question, and the guys, He said, Peter, do you love me? And He asked him that three times. But what we focused on that night was the fact that after Jesus asked the question to him, and Peter responded with an affirmative yes, that the next thing after that, two times Jesus said, "Take care, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. Then one time He said, take care of them. And we looked underneath the words there and what that meant, what He was telling Peter and the guys to do is nourish each other's soul. 
And we asked the question that night, how many of us desire to have our souls nourished? Man, every hand in the room went up. And that's what we do with one another in here, right? And yet we're encouraging, what does this look like for us out there? Because see, the next day, there was a next day for Peter and the guys after Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. Now I'm sending you. So the next day, even if they took a day off and the day after, when Peter climbs back in the boat... And he and the guys hearing what they have heard, how do they start nourishing each other's soul? How do they start discipling one another that's coming in their midst? What did that look like for them? But more importantly, what does that look like for us? And one of the things that have popped off the page of me for, for a while has anybody ever heard that old phrase, you, you, better, you better guard your heart? Girl, you better guard your heart with that boy. You remember? So you that guy guard our heart? And so it's actually, it is in the book. And so I say, well, let's, let's look at that. Because if we're supposed to nourish, then at some point that means that there's a movement between the two people in relationship with one another, right? There has to be this willingness to be nourished and to nourish. And so many times I believe that we as a body of Christ, universal, have disqualified ourselves from saying, I don't have anything to give to nourish. That is baloney. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You have everything to offer because I'm looking at you. The most valuable thing you have to offer is you. You just live your life with folks. Live them. Love them wide open. And allow yourself to receive that love as well. And that's where I think a lot of times we as a body of Christ have gotten to. That sometimes, let's just go here. It's in Proverbs. Go ahead and flip over there. Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to go up just a little bit. The, the verse where it talks about guarding the heart, it's in 23. I'm just going to go ahead and read that while you're flipping over there. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So there's other things that Solomon has talked about here that you really kind of need to pull in because he says, guard your heart above all else. So what's Solomon trying to tell us? Well, I'm not going to read all of it, but look at the heading. What does your heading say on chapter 4? Does anyone... What, what does yours say? A father's wise okay. Does everyone have father's wise advice? Mm -hmm. Father's instruction. Father's instruction. Alright. Say again. Get wisdom at any cost. Wow, that's cool. Get wisdom at any cost. Proverbs 4. Say again. Wow, your life is at stake. That's from the message. Hello. That's good. Right? So Solomon's got something to say that, man, look, listen. He's just almost kind of like, but how many of us when we were growing up, if our parents are someone older than us, wiser than us, 
A little bit farther down the path, how many times do we just kind of deflect that? Oh, that, that was for y'all. You know, that's not for me. It's not for Bibbo. Y'all, you lived in ancient times, man. Y'all lived when phones were on the wall. That <laughs> ain't the way it is today. It's been that way ever since we ate the apple, the fruit. Crazy happened. And so the thing is, is that if, I'm, if he's wanting to guard my heart, why? So I, I just want to go up to 20. It would be cool for you to go back and read all of it because he's just saying, look, listen to me here. Pay attention, please. At one point he's saying, take this stuff into your heart. That's in verse 4. It says, my father taught me, take my words to heart. And so we're going to skip over to verse 20. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Wow. How? How? Do you think at times that we have confused that we've guarded our heart so much that it's turned into a block. And so now we get to see why. What's going on here to the point that where I'm guarding it so much that I've blocked any and everything out? That no, There's no way that there's nourishment that's going to get to come in here. Alright? And so, what I want to do is, that, what's the purpose of a guard? Okay. How do they protect? Covered up. Covered up. Say again? Fend off. off. Man alive. If anyone knows that, it's this man right here. Spent years doing it. How else? How would you pick a guard? If you wanted someone to guard your heart, if you didn't trust yourself in doing it, how would you pick someone to guard your heart with you? <laughs> Somebody big and strong. Well, you trust. Yep, trust. Big and strong. What else? Hmm. Someone I can count on. Someone has weapons. Someone has weapons. <laughs> All right. Let's look at. Ah, uh, knows what to fend off. Do you hear that? Because if I'm a guard, there are some. Thing, someone that needs to come in, right? There are people, there are things, there are nourishment that's safe. And so yet we get to determine with one another who and what is safe to come in here. Because we said, above all else, guard it because why? We just read it. What does it determine? Yeah, does yours? Is your heart determining the course of your life right now? Are we being spirit-led with the heart of Jesus thumping through us and leading us in our every decision? <laughs> and someone said, sorry, no. <laughs> and, and that's where you get to get real rigorously honest with yourself. I'm not going to sit up here, guys, and let you believe for one second that I allowed Jesus to make every decision for me. I don't. <coughs> But I want to get more and more in the fact of being more... He, he is full up in me. 
through the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. And yet there's this flesh of bivo in here as well. And it's a constant moment by moment by moment decision on who's going to lead. And in that moment, I get to counsel with others that are saying, look, that's a part of discipling, that's a part of mentorship, that's a part of living life. Who's going to come in and nourish this heart with me? What other men in my life do I trust to come in? Because see, here's the thing. Most, most people, when we've gotten to the point of block, if nothing comes in, guess what else can't go out? We forget about that sometimes, I believe, in that we're so defensive as a people that what has happened is that when I choke out and guard out pain, I've also choked out joy. It's not going to penetrate. You're going to block everything off. You're going to deflect everything out. And then when you try to get into the game, it's gotten so hardened and so mistrustful of everything around us, you will not get out from that. Unless... <laughs> We bring someone that we trust in to guard our heart. So let's see who that is. I want us to go over, go over to John just for a second. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. They're going to be words in red. And Jesus says, this is in... I'm going to not skip around, but it's going to be starting in verse 1. And Jesus says, verse 3 I'm going to read is verses 1 through 3. And so Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a, of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. Verse 2, but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. He's talking about himself. Verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 7, so he explained it. To them, and he's saying, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. Verse 9, I am the gate. Those who come through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. So who's the who's the gatekeeper in this scene? Alright, so Jesus is talking about salvation. But here's what I want to do. I want to use his illustration just for a second, that in thoughts and things that want to enter our gate to our heart. Okay? What if, how, in nourishing your heart, in living life, in doing life with others, and above all else, guarding your heart to a fashion where it determines the course of your life, are there things that you are allowing to come in through the gate to your heart that paralyzes you? Alright? And so the thing is, is that why am I allowing that to do so? Because the same energy that I have to allow that to come in, the same energy can block it through Jesus Christ. The me may not want to block it because I'm so led with fear that we just talked, that we sang about, and we're saying that Christ's love drives out all fear. How do you tangibly allow Christ within you to drive out all fear? 
is he's the gate. He's the mall cop. He's the security guard. He, he's whatever image you have to have. He's the state trooper. He's the national guard. He's the, he's the SWAT team. He's the SEALs. And so the thing is, the very first person that he may have to, and so picture this with me just for a second. Remember, he said, I'm the gate. So picture this just for a second. Visually paint a wall around your heart. It has a gate. Is, is, what's your wall look like? Is it stone or is it, can you see through it? Can, is, is it a picket fence wall? Is it like my bride loves these black fences that go just for miles in the countryside? What is, what is your pen? What is, what is your wall around your heart look like? But more importantly, what does your gate look like and who's at your gate? Picture Jesus being at your gate of your heart at all times. And so you're living life and, and you're starting to live life and some things just kind of trip you up and you start to go to some moments of self-condemnation and you're taking that thought and you're taking it captive. You're doing exactly what Paul told us to do about rebellious thoughts and you're making it obey Christ. And so it's almost kind of like going up to Jesus and going, hey, does that get to come in? Does me being a loser get to come in, Jesus? And just having a little fun with Jesus because He can handle it. He's a fun guy. He would be going, are you kidding? Are you, Bilbo, come on. That's not you. But then if we said, Lord, I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ, He would say, enter. Get yourself nourished. What about when folks give you compliments? Hard for me to drink those in at times. I deflect them like crazy. So what I'm saying is that when Jesus is at that gate and someone is saying just beautiful words to me, and I'm and I'm getting out, I'm pushing Jesus out of the way and saying, "I got this one, Lord. Let me block that one. I'm gonna block that one from coming in." Jesus is saying, "Bivo, that's how you get nourished." You are to guard your heart through me, not block. <coughs> Allow that to come in, son, and leave nourished. Because he said in Matthew, he said, rivers of living life will flow from where? Our heart. So that life in our heart cannot flow out unless I have it flow in. So here's the question for us tonight. What does that look like for you? Who are some peeps in your world? Who's already there that above all else will help you guard your heart and nourish at the same time? Who above all else will stand guard with you along with Jesus and nourish each other's lives? Would you be so daring as to, if you're not doing that currently right now, would you be daring enough to text someone before we leave here and say, hey, I need to have a conversation with you? Would you be willing? 
to do life with me. And let it look however it looks like in that conversation. Find those that like to sit on a coffee table and open this up. Find those that like to do life and disciple and nourish in a fashion that gets you moving if that's the way that God blew life into you. But above all else, remember it says it's going to determine the course of what? Is life sedentary? No. No. Start in your home, gang. Start wherever you are. Start with whoever's in your circle of life. And man, let them know that you desire for your heart to be nourished and you want to be one to nourish. And above all else, man, what will happen is that this life lived abundantly will just start flying like crazy for you. Father, we thank You. We thank You that You fill us so we can pour each other out, Lord. That in this thing called doing life, Lord, that we, that we get to in such a way that it does encourage and it does um, empower. We thank You for being the power center for us, Lord. We thank You for providing the empty tomb. Lord, that's what we're about to celebrate through the bread and the cup. We're celebrating the fact that You emptied the tomb and conquered death so that we could have life. And we don't have to wait for that, God. We, we have that right here, right now. And so, Lord, as everyone gets ready to celebrate this, we say thank You. Lord, we thank You for arms that are open wide up. And it's in Christ's name we lift this up. Amen. What I would like to do, um, I believe that may be in the back. Yeah. Shannon, will you, uh, yeah, Heather, Shannon, would y'all bring it and come on up and use service? That'd be great. Um.